Hey, good morning. My name is Ola. I'm one of the leaders at Grace of the Church. I'm actually leading the team starting the a church startup, a new startup in the northwest of Sydney. We're currently at the moment meeting on Sundays 3 p.m. because of COVID, yeah? Because of COVID, we've had to do things a little differently. We're meeting 3 p.m. on Sundays, just reflecting scriptures and, and working out what church will look like for us now and post-COVID. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you're keeping safe. And, and I mean, we, we're so grateful that um, issues of COVID uh, in Australia is, is going down. We, we're flattening the line, as they say, but we also know that other countries like um, the United States, UK, Spain, Brazil have really massive uh, um, cases there and we're praying for them and I hope you're praying for them as we uh, continue to pray that, that we will be able to move through this whole process um, relatively quickly. I mean, God has blessed humanity with great innovation, great ingenuity and, and we, we believe that um, a vaccine or some form of medication will be will be um, found soon that will be in the hand of COVID. I, I read in the news this morning that there is a, a a test, a vaccine test, beginning in the UK already. And so, let's trust God that um, that this will this will have this will go quickly and we'll be able to get back to a new a new normal. Uh, but until that happens, let's continue to um, work in wisdom and in faith. So wisdom, keeping safe and following all the social distance and um, guidelines, and also working in faith, not in fear, because we serve a God that is always with us, who never fails. And during this time, we've been doing church differently as well, as you know. We're recording this on a Friday morning, and it's going to be played on Sunday, um, which you'll be saying this when you're watching this, it's actually going to be Sunday, but we're recording on Friday morning. So we've had the church differently as well, and, and it's been fun in some way. I hope you're finding it fun. In, in a way, it's been good to see how creative we can get very quickly when we when we have to do that as well. And um, last week you began a whole series of conversation around the, the I am statement, Jesus' own understanding of himself, or you say I am. He was talking last week about Jesus being the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Today I want to take that conversation a little bit forward and, and, and talk about another statement Jesus made when he says I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And there are many places in scripture where Jesus said this, all over John but particularly where Jesus talked about the I am statement but also I am the light of the world. But today I want to focus specifically on John chapter 8 verses 12 to 20. That's, that's a very um, unique conversation about the I am statement, I am the light of the world, where John, Jesus had a conversation with the crowd and, and the Pharisees. And I'm going to read it to you in a moment, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit for us in some form of a reflection, not full preaching, but form of a reflection, and also invite us to reflect together as well. So let me read it for us. John chapter 8, verse 12 to 20, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, You're making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, These claims are valid even though I make them about myself. For I know where I come from. And I, I, know, I know where I come from and where I'm going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standard. I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment will be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is acceptable as fact. 
I am one witness, and my father who sent me is the other. Where is your father, they asked. Jesus replied, since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would know my father. Jesus made the statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as treasury, but he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. What a fascinating conversation Jesus had there. I am the light of the world. Just, just imagine with the crowd and what they'll be thinking when they hear Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Imagine the Pharisees, what they'll be thinking. Oh, Jesus says he is the light of the world. They're probably, their mind will flash back to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 where, where God, the Bible says that uh, the darkness was upon the face of the earth. The heart was formless and void and the spirit of blood over. And then God said, let there be light and there was light. They might have even gone back to the Exodus where the, the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt and then God rescued them. And as he rescued them, we record in Exodus 13, they probably were thinking, oh, could, is it, could he be talking about that light? Because in Exodus 13, uh, Moses recorded that God guided them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night so they couldn't walk in darkness, so they could see in the wilderness. So there was this sense of God's very presence with them. So could he be, could he be talking about that, that kind of light that, that was reflected in that time? Or, or could he be talking about the whole experience with Moses in the wilderness where the whole idea of being rescued out of Egypt began in uh, Exodus chapter 1 where, and chapter 2 and 3 where, where Moses was walking in the, in the wilderness and then he saw this burning bush and, and, he, and a voice was spoken in the burning bush and the voice, uh, eventually voices wanted to know who is speaking to me, who should I tell them? And God says, I am that I am. And, and they must have been thinking, the Pharisees and the crowd going, Jesus is saying that he is God. He's God. What? And, and, and the fact that he's saying, I am God. I have always been God. There was never a time I was not God. I am God now. I will be God forever. Because light speaks of the very presence of God, the very holiness of God, the very purity of God. God is pure. God is holy. And Jesus is now saying, I am the very essence of God. I am God. Now, he didn't just say I am the light. He contrasted that light with darkness. He, he's saying, I am the light that leads to life. If you walk in me, you will not walk in darkness. Darkness speaks of evil. Darkness speaks of sin. Darkness feels of greed. Darkness speaks of everything that is not of God. If God is pure, if God is holy, if God is light, then darkness speaks of everything that is not of God. We see in John chapter 1 because the entire Old Testament already speaks of God as light and, and Jesus already saying he is God because he is the light. And John chapter 1, John, I mean the, the writer John began with saying the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, and to us, uh, somewhere in the, in, in the first couple of verses it says, and, that, and, the, and the word became life, the life became the light of man, and the light shines in darkness and darkness could not comprehend it. We read in Isaiah chapter 9 that the people of the world, the people who live in darkness, have seen a great light. So the idea of Jesus being the light and being God is it, very, for the Pharisees and Sadducees, must have been quite something to hear. He is saying, He is light, 
he is saying he is God. And that there was never a time that he wasn't God. He's always been God. He will always be God. In fact, if you read John, um, John chapter 8, Father, there was a conversation they had with Jesus about, you know, Jesus saying that he is the resurrection and life, a whole lot of other, other things that Jesus said. And they even said, are you saying that you are greater than Abraham, our father? And Jesus would say to them, before Abraham was, I am. I've always been God because I am the light of the world that leads to life. Now, for the Pharisees, they're also difficult to accept, to embrace. I mean, just imagine. For them, it was just, as we just read, oh, so Jesus, you, 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 you're just saying these things about yourself. Why should we believe you, Jesus? Why should we take your word for it? Because, I mean, according to the law and the law of Moses, Two or three witnesses is what we need to establish the fact of the matter, as we read. But then saying, Jesus, you're saying this about yourself, so, so we're just supposed to take your word for it, right? and you're saying, that's, that's right, you're God, you're light, yes. And, and, and Jesus said, well, but, 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 just said, well, well you, don't, you don't know where I come from, you don't know who I am, you don't know, you don't know where I come from, who I am, where I'm going, and so you don't understand. But here's the thing that we need to see here, because Jesus is the answer, the very answer to the prayer and the expectation and the hope of the entire nation of Israel, whose very existence, the very existence of the entire Israelite and the entire people and the Pharisees is on the witness of God himself. Not just two or three witnesses, the very witness of God himself. God spoke to their entire existence began because they believed that God has spoken to them. God spoke to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. Now God, that same very God, is now right in front of them. He's now like listening to them. He's now like engaging with them and, and speaking to them. And they couldn't say it. Notice that the issue here is not that they were asking questions. The issue here was that they, they couldn't fathom that Jesus could be the very God and the very Messiah that's been expecting. They felt that something was wrong with the picture. Something must be wrong with this picture. This is not who we expect him. But, but nothing was wrong with the picture because the picture is perfect. The very existence of God was right there in front of them, the light of the world. And but they needed to change their frame. The issue here was that they didn't allow the light of God's word to shine into their lives so that they might actually be able to see that the very essence of God is right there before them. So they couldn't imagine or fathom it. And I think the same is for us, isn't it? I mean, think about it. How often the God answers our prayer, or we think, but it didn't come in the way we thought it would come, or it didn't happen the way we think it would happen. Or it's coming in the way we never really expected it to come. And, and we go, hmm, I'm not so sure of this. And, and sometimes we probably need the light of God's word to shine into us so that we might actually see that God is actually answering our prayer. And perhaps what needs to be changed is the frame, the perspective to which we're looking at it, uh, to which we're looking at the answer. Because the Pharisees and the people there, they needed a, a reframe of their minds so that they could actually see, allowing the light of God's word to shine through them, that they could see that Jesus is who he said he is because the ultimate witness that could ever be is the witness of God being made known through the Son in the power of the Spirit. 
shining to us the light of the world that shines in darkness. We see in John chapter 1, the light that shines in darkness, and darkness could not comprehend it because the light of God brings about the very essence and the very presence of God with his people. For the Pharisees and the teachers of the law at that time, it was so difficult for them to comprehend. Now, as I think about this, and, and I want to keep this short because I'm thinking, what does it mean for you and I as we go through this transitional season this time we have to do church differently, this time we have to do life differently, this time when there's a little bit of restriction, um, um, things and uh, we have to actually express ourselves in a different way, do work differently perhaps as well. And, and this time will be different in different ways for different people. Um, some of us may be finding this time will be thriving, others may be struggling. But what does it mean for us as we reflect on the idea, not just just being the bread of life, but Jesus being the light of the world. I think there are three areas I want to leave with you that, for you to reflect on. The first one is that in following Jesus, not, not just believing in Jesus, in following Jesus, who is the bread of life that leads to life, who is the light of the world that leads to life, following Jesus, who is the light of the world that leads to life, one thing that happens is that Jesus redeems your identity, he redeems my identity. We read in, in um, 1, um, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, uh, it begins to say that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, God's very own people, God's holy people, to display the goodness of God to the world. I'm paraphrasing here. And because you have been called out of darkness into light. You've been called out of your sinfulness. You've been called out of your, uh, your, your own ways, dead in sin. You've been brought into the very light of God. And so you belong to God. Your identity, your personhood, who you are, is now redeemed by God because you are the light, because it's of this light shining through you. I, I even remember Matthew chapter 5 where he says that Jesus was just saying to the, to the people in the Beatitudes and the, someone on the mountain, he says, you are the light of of the world. So it's not just that Jesus is the light of the world, it's that in Jesus, who has redeemed my identity, who has redeemed our personhood, who has redeemed us, and now says, you are a real pistol, who are you? You are of God's very own possession, who are you? You are loved by God, who are you? You are God's very own people. Now you are the light of the world. That's who you are. So it's not just that Jesus is the light of the world. In Jesus, and in following Jesus, who is the light of the world, we become the light of the world. The other thing that happens, though, not just that Jesus redeems our identity, he also reframe, refocus your purpose. So if you read there in the Matthew verse, he talks about light, uh, light of the world. So it says, do we light a candle and then do we put it under, under the table? No. When we light a candle, we put it on the table so that it can be a light to the whole house. So, so, so you, your purpose and my purpose in being redeemed by God, being brought into being very own people, is now that we can display that very same light to the world. We can display that very same light that is shining in us, allowing the light of God for us to shine in us, then becomes a display to the world out there. Now, now here's what's funny and fascinating. It didn't say that you are the light of the church. It says you are the light of the world. 
And so, so, so the essence you get, and 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 then and then you, you are set to set on a hill that cannot be hidden. The, the essence you get is that we say is that we have to bring the the light of God's word into every area of life, the arts, politics, sciences, or whatever it is beyond just what we do together. We we take that light into the world around us, into the world beyond us, because God wants to shine His light through us, the light of His word through us, to the world. So you are not just identified with Christ as the light of the world. God shines that light through you, through the world. And the counsel of his word, as we dwell upon it, and allow that light to shine in us, and the light of his word shine in us, and the counsel of other people, of God's people, who are also um, walking in the same light, we find meaning and purpose and significance. Of course, the whole question of meaning and purpose and significance and identity questions that we all ask ourselves whether we are teenagers and then as we go to our 20s and 30s every circle of our life and every era of our life the question of identity and purpose come to the surface often and I'm saying to you today even in the season that we are in now the light of the world shining into your life redeems your identity reframes your purpose as a light yourself that you are in him. A thought thing that happens as well is that it's not just that he redeems your identity, not just he, he reframes your purpose, he also assures you of a destination. I mean, if you're like me during this time, that you've been doing a lot of Netflix, you know, because uh, that's, we have a little bit more time to do that um, at the moment. So a bit more Netflix or maybe Stan is what you like, or maybe you like the SBS, um, um, good old Scandinavian um, um, series. I don't know, whatever, whatever catchy fancy. Uh, but but this this in those movies we we always hear of different movies of of light conquering darkness, of God conquering evil, or good conquering evil, light conquering darkness. And there's always a suspense in the movie where they're trying to you wonder oh, with the good guy win or the bad guy win or how. But but in in God in this journey that we we have been invited to. God's already given us a glimpse of the end. So this is not a suspense experience, not a suspense relationship. God is already giving you an, a glimpse of what is to come. He assures you of your destiny. Your eternal reality is further first settled in Him because the light of God shines to darkness, breaks away sin, breaks away yoke, breaks away shame, brings us into relationship with God. God and assure us that we shall spend our eternal reality with God in God's presence forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And that's the beauty of Jesus being the light of the world, shining that light in you and we allowing the light of his word to reflect in us and through us to the world. Might I say that Jesus, God, did the same thing for the children of Israel. When he brought them out of Egypt and took them to the promised land, he, re he redeemed their identity. He says, you're no longer slave. You're not my people. In the same way, we're no longer slave to sin. We're now God's people. And, and God shines light into that, 
that reality redeem them redeem them and then say you are my people i will be your god you will be my people he also redefined and reframed their purpose so, so, so through Israel, the rest of the world, the whole world will come to know the one and only true God, who in Jesus made himself known as the light of the world, which is exactly what happens. And he also assures them of the destination. Oh, I'm taking you to the promised land. The promised land. Now, we now have a far bigger promise than the promised land, a far bigger reality in Jesus being the light of the world than the promised land, than anything that's ever happened. And we have a glimpse of that today. We have opportunity to live out that today. So here's my prayer for you. May you, in this time, in this season, May you live in the fullness of what it means for Jesus, who is the light of the world, to shine his light into your life, so that you might reflect that light to the world. He redeems your identity, he repurposes and reframes your purpose, and he assures you of your destination, which means you can trust in him. And the darkness, darkness is no longer a part of your life. There's no iota of darkness in God. And darkness is no longer a part of your life because God's light is shining through His Word in your life. And if you're hearing this and you're not, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian or you wouldn't call yourself religious, may I just say this to you? God will really love to shine the light of His Word into your life so that you may walk in life, walk in the path that leads to life. God would really love to do that and we would very much love to talk to you about that. Now here's what I want you to do um, as we reflect on this, but I think it's important for us to be reflecting on this together, just this short reflection this morning, important for all of us to be reflecting on this together, whether we're in the northwest or northern beaches or or up on North, up on North Shore, North Shore, wherever we are, that we all reflect on it together. So, so can I ask you, can I ask you to do something, and indulge me for a moment, can I ask you to send to us, into the church email address, just this simple thing, a, a simple reflection, not more than 10 seconds, or say 20 seconds, not more than 20 seconds, so, so keep it to 20 seconds, please. And send it to us and just, just your own reflection on, on what it means for God to be shining His light through you in this season, so that you can be the light in your own world. What does it mean? How, how could that be happening for you right now? Or what could that mean? It could be something we're already doing, it could be something you're not doing yet, or it could be something you want to step into, whichever it is. How could it be, and what could it mean for God to be shining the light of His Word into your life right now in this season? And we'd like to say, that reflection to us, just 10 or 20, 20 seconds, so we can all pull all of these videos, all of this together. So you will probably need to do a kind of a selfie video kind of thing. So, so you can send that to us so that we can pull all that together and be able to make that available for us. So the whole church will benefit because we hear God as we listen to each other. And so the whole church might benefit um, from that. Now, if you're going, Ola, you don't know, I, I am so camera shy, you won't even believe it. 
that's okay. Why not just send a text? It's just simple thing. Just make it one line or two lines, one sentence, not too long, not, not, not too long. So just go to the point so that we can actually pull all this together. We want to be able to reflect on this whole idea, on this whole truth, that Jesus is the light of the world and in him there is no darkness. He has redeemed us, redeemed our identity, reframe our purpose and assures our destination because of his light shining in our life to the world through his word. So may you, may you live in the fullness of what it means for Jesus to shine the light of his word into your life. Keep well. Love you.